0: We're back with another episode of Barbie Does Dating. I am your host, Miss Barbie Berg. We have our producer, Nicoletti. Hello. And Sage Wisdom Giver. Sometimes. I always like the different perspective. It's fun. And Steve Solberg is back in the house.
1: <laughs> <laughs> What's up, all? Hey. Oh, it's crazy. Steve- morning radio. Steve is been- It's not morning.
0: He's been traveling like crazy, so it is nice to have him back in the flesh for a few days at least.
1: Yeah, yeah, till at least Wednesday.
0: Are you leaving Wednesday?
1: (laughs) Uh, Thursday. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Let's not get carried away.
0: (laughs) It's just funny because I used to see Steve all the time, and now I see him very sporadically.
1: And I'm only going to be gone for like 24 hours on Thursday.
0: Where are you going?
1: Moscow, Idaho.
0: Oh. (laughs) I wish I
1: would have just said Moscow.
0: That would have been better.
1: Dang it. That would take any more midst. than 24 hours. Yeah.
0: What are you doing in Moscow, Idaho? Doing Do you have a, a show? Doing
1: a college show. Oh. So if you are in, this won't be out before then, but <laughs> 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 you live in Moscow, Idaho. <laughs> just wish you were there. You probably just missed me.
0: <laughs> Which college are you at?
1: Um, What's in Moscow? The college of Moscow, I There's I know, a college like... out there. I don't remember its name.
0: Okay. that's <laughs> That's I'm... embarrassing. Again, we're not going to be hey, able to do Hey, Moscow!
1: <laughs> How are you doing tonight? Why do they have a city named Moscow? I don't know. College in Moscow, Idaho. I am going to. Oh, geez. Why did so many come up? <laughs> oh, University of Idaho. Is that a thing? Well, there is one. I don't know if there's one in Moscow. I don't know the
2: yeah, their university yeah, system. I that think well. I'm at
1: the University of Idaho. Now I feel oh, boy.
0: Like I need to look. Where is Moscow? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Oh, yeah, sure that's University where I'm at. of Idaho.
1: So Barbie,
2: I'm curious, have you gotten any responses from people on our last couple of episodes with uh, our dating coach?
0: No, but I have not been here a lot to get (laughs) responses.
2: Fine, we'll cut this out.
0: I mean, you can keep it in. (laughs) No, but um, I am curious to hear, because I normally do start to hear back from people about what they thought, and I have not heard anything yet. But again, I haven't been here a whole lot. Fair enough. I haven't been super social, because, you know, work. When I'm busy, I'm busy, and when I'm not, I'm really not. (laughs) And that
2: that might be one of the benefits of being single.
0: You know what? It really is. The ability
2: to turn on and off parts of your life that quickly.
0: It's really true. So we wanted to do an episode about the best parts of being single, because... For a lot of us, being single is not necessarily a choice. Uh, the majority of us, at least the people that I know, want to be in a relationship, want to be married. We want to have those things. But it hasn't happened for us or people are di- that are divorced. You know, there's a different, there's different sides to it. Unfortunately, I've never been married. I don't have kids. Neither is Steve. So maybe we'll just kind of focus on that side of us. Sorry. Yeah, um. But one of the things is I, tr- I like to travel. It's my number one hobby. Absolutely love it. And I was talking to somebody that was like, well, how do you get to go to all these places? And I'm like, well, I travel really cheap. That's one of the things for me. Like, I've been to Paris four times and only in the winter. I've only ever been in January or February. And I've never paid more than $550 for a round trip ticket. Because in January and February, it's super cheap to go over there. Um, It is also very cold there are no flowers there are no pretty leaves like i see pictures of gardens in the summer and i'm like what is that where is that place and everybody's like that's what it looks like when you're not there in the dead of winter but i like to go in the off season because there's no people i've never waited in line like when we went to the catacombs we literally just walked on up there's never lines not a ton of people are i always also like to go with multiple people when we share an airbnb so it's like for a week it's I think 400, 450 for a week, staying there for myself. But then I always kind of forget because I have some married friends who are like, I want to travel with you. Where can we go? And I'm like, totally, let's go. I'm like, this is how much I spent. And they're like, yeah, but for me and my husband, that's double that. And I always basically forget that because I'm like, but it's just me. And they're like, oh, but at even, least. Yeah, yeah. I mean, at least exactly. Like my sister has six kids and I'm like, I wish you guys would come do stuff. And she's like, Would you like to pay for eight people to come and do this? And it's like, I just forget. I mean, truly, I do. I just forget. But I think traveling is probably the number one benefit of being single. Not saying it should replace a loving family unit. Not saying that it's a way that we should avoid being married. But I think it's a very good way for us to, I hate to say fill our time. That's not the way that I want to put that. But you guys know what I mean. Sorry, we're all on our phones at the same time right now, so it's kind of funny.
2: I I totally agree. and In fact, that was part of the idea here. It's not. This is not the benefits of being single because married life sucks.
0: Absolutely. This
2: is just, hey, these are the upsides. Because this show sometimes talks about all the things that are hard about dating Mm -hmm. and the challenges and all that. But there are upsides, and that was kind of the idea.
0: Yeah. So in my personal opinion, I think traveling and exploring the world is, to me, the number one benefit of being single.
1: For me, it's uh, I can live my life mm-hmm. in a committed relationship, but I'll admit that it is easier to be single yeah. um, when I'm traveling and stuff like that. When I'm out of town for work, it's not like, oh, well, you're feeling guilt. It's like, well, I'm, I'm doing what I do. Yeah, this, this is, is what fine. I do. Yeah. And and so I think there is something of there's an aut- autonomy that is provided. And I try to tell myself this, that whenever I will be in a much more committed, uh, like lifelong relationship, there is so many more communication methods now that can keep us in touch with people than ever before. I mean, even when you know we've been out of town and, and we were communicating with the Marco Polo or whatever we use, whatever method you use, FaceTiming and stuff like that, It's pretty cool to just be able to still feel like, yep, I'm part of their life. Yeah. As they might be rushing through an airport or Mm -hmm. wandering around Paris or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. You can still very much be part of that.
0: You know, Facebook has always been a big part of my life. Well, always for as long as it's been around. But for me, because especially before my dad passed away, he and my stepmom got a Facebook account. And that was how they saw what I was up to basically on a daily basis. I used to post a ton more. But that and they used to love it and they would call me and be like, we feel so connected to you because you're living your life and you're doing these things. But we see what you're doing in your life. And we just and they just loved it. And that's one of the reasons I've always stayed on Facebook and I try to post when I can. In fact, I need to be posting more because I have loved ones who want to be a part of my life who aren't on a daily basis. So because really, I mean, our lives don't suck. Like it can be hard. And they're definitely like, of course, if somebody said, would you rather be married right now? Absolutely. I would love to be married in a relationship. But my life does not suck. It is not bad. Um, so to me, traveling, definitely. It's cheap to travel. We can go with whoever we want. You know, like. Yeah. And you I've, don't
2: technically have to consider where someone may or may not want to go.
0: No. I just find people who want to go the same place as me. Like And and the older I get, the more picky I am. I'm like, I will only travel with people who travel the way that I do or appreciate the way that I travel because I can't be with people who are like, everything has to be planned every second and then they get really freaked out. I'm like, that's great. You travel the way that you want to. That's not how I'm going to travel. And I can be picky about it the older I get. You know, nothing wrong with that. (laughs) Um, I'm looking at this. 20 I think it's 20 things 20 surprising benefits of being single and it's like traveling flexibility and then it says embrace healthy flirting and then it says the sex life and I'm like (laughs) the biggest downside so celibate (laughs) it's like it says casual sex and casual dating are great ways to explore yourself nope
1: Uh
0: nope not even a little bit we're gonna pass that right by let's see where's a good one Okay, more time for sleep and relaxation. Ain't that the truth? Yeah. So one thing with me is I will work really, really hard. And then I have to have recovery time. So I'll do a photo shoot for my line. And I am prepping that whole week. And then we do the photo shoot and everything. And then it is a rule for myself when I'm done traveling or when I'm done doing a, an ep, a photo shoot like that. I take a full day afterwards off and I do not contact people. People know not to contact me. And I sleep and I'll sleep for like 12 hours. It takes me a while. It takes me a lot to like really regenerate. And I didn't realize what a like what a nice life that I have for that because I don't have anyone depending on me and I don't have those things. And maybe that'll change one day and that'd be great if it did. But for right now, I love that I have that. I love that I can sleep when I want and do those things.
1: Yeah. Which is like we need it. I mean it's so crazy That you could just go Okay well I didn't get the rest For a while Because of traveling mm-hmm. I was moving And shaking And doing all the things And I'm gonna sleep In tomorrow till noon Yeah, You know Yeah Unfortunately now I think I'm I, I'm somehow aged enough Now that I'm starting To wake up in the morning Are you? Which I know That sounds really <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like Dumb my day. to be Yeah <laughs> I'm like what Why am I waking up When the sun comes up <laughs> That's the worst.
0: (laughs) That's weird. We don't like that. Boo. But it's true. Mm. We do have the opportunity that we can get the rest that we need mentally, physically, emotionally, all of those fun things. I thought this was interesting. A chance for deeper friendships, which I think Mm. is true. Because I think as a single person, I can connect with anybody. I can connect with single people, married people, people with kids, elderly people, whatever. But I know, like, you know, I always use my sister as an example because she was such a part of my life, especially when her kids were younger. And when she had little kids, you tend to just make friends with people that are in the same situation as you because you can all lean on each other. That becomes your village. That becomes your people. And, you know, a lot of people say, like, oh, they get married and they have kids and they kind of lose touch with their single friends because they just don't live the same lifestyle. And I get that. But I try to make a purpose to, like, I try to make a point to reach out to my married friends, especially that have kids, and be like, hey, can I come bring you lunch? I still want to be a part of your life, but it's very hard for it to work vice versa. I don't feel gypped in any way. It's just I think we're able to connect with so many more different people because we don't have something. We aren't living our lifestyle in a way of like, oh, we're married. We're in a family ward. We're these things. Thoughts, feelings? next thing. I can
2: see that. Like, as the married guy, mm-hmm. I don't have as much time for friendships and yeah. neither do my married friends. so I can see how that comes into play and mm-hmm. I think that time is kind of a funny thing in that regard because you can make time it's not like single people have a different 24-hour clock, right it's it's that you've made a choice that comes with certain consequences and certain scenarios and you know if you get married, you can still have meaningful relationships with friends. but as you have more and more kids, It becomes a, I'm choosing to have this be the thing that I fill my life with. Mm -hmm. It's taking care of my kids and making sure they're okay. So I'm not sure that this is just a married versus non-married thing as much as it is. How many things have you filled your life with? Mm -hmm. And when it comes to being married and, and being a parent, those are things that you've made a very deliberate connection to and almost exclusively just mm-hmm. out of the nature of that commitment. So yeah, I can see how friendships in general could be more open. Yeah. You probably have more friends, more people that you stay in contact. Definitely. With. I think for the most part, that's an upside. I don't, I think it might just be a shift though. Cause obviously when you have a wife or, you know, if you have a spouse and kids, those are people you're feeling obviously very connected to. And, and it's, it is a, sort of friendship it's it's a meaningful relationship that friendship often kind of fills that spot of what we need as human beings we need those connections Mm
0: -hmm.
2: yeah i can see that it's funny though that you say was it more deeper connections it it said?
0: let me see here a chance for deeper friendships
2: see for me that's interesting because i think it just depends on how you see it Mm -hmm. because there's like My married friends that have kids and, you know, the same kind of situation in life, we've connected on a deep way, but it doesn't necessarily mean we have to spend every day talking. Mm -hmm. But we we kind of know what each other's going through. And when we check in with each other, that check-in, that connection lasts a long time because we both get it, you know? So I don't know if it's necessarily deeper per se, but it's certainly more time, more exposure to each other and and that might appear to be deeper i can see that just because of the time that you're able to spend maybe
0: you know and i also think that as singles though we when we want to have deeper friendships it's a very conscious effort because it's so easy in our life to be very surface in a way like i have a billion acquaintances but a very small group of actual deep friendship people that are very very close to
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's not a hard, it's not a a big group, Mm -mm. but I, I think some of that is because it's easier to maintain that. It'd be hard to maintain such a large group of close
0: friends, you
1: know, some people I know do that really well where every time you meet with them, it feels like, wow, I'm really important to this person or, or they're really important to me, you know, it, and I always admire people who have that ability. Yeah who can uh, be so uh, genuine and, and feeling so, like, have deep feelings for mm-hmm. this person. I think an interesting thing, and I don't know that it's only two single people, but it feels like it can be easier to sometimes reinvent yourself as a single person mm. because maybe you don't have as many people who know you as one thing. Sure, and I I notice single people do this often, where they kind of are like, "I'm going to try this now." Yeah, and it is like a totally different feel for them. Mm-hmm. And you're like, "Cool." Yeah, <laughs> I think more people in the single world are more eager to see that mm-hmm. for some reason. It's an interesting thought. Um, but I don't think. But again, that's not exclusive to being single. No, I think,
2: but I think you you have the more freedom to do it. It feels that way. It's almost yeah. like you could just. I want to move somewhere. Yeah, you Absolutely. could even do that, right? Whereas it's like nope, can't do that cuz the kids are in school, we got this, my wife's got a job. You know, there's a lot of stuff that anchors you. In fact, mm-hmm. I wonder if that is this this idea of the benefits of singleness and having this freedom to change gears and all that. Is that something that you find is just harder to do as you get older? Let alone if whether you're single
1: or not. I mean, I think so. Yeah cuz age you definitely sort of acquire stuff and well and you kind of you anchor yourself in certain mm-hmm. things yeah yeah cuz i mean I, i'm sure we have plenty of listeners who are single but have kids and yeah. and would mm. say well you know i can't just move in a heartbeat or whatever and s- some of that is yeah just cuz like yeah so
2: single unparenting <laughs> situation yeah. yeah there
1: that is definitely uh, there's more
2: agility that you can have with those sorts of things in your life. Mm-hmm. That job opportunity is open over there. Yeah. I can go do that. Go for it. Yeah.
0: Because it's so much easier just to pick up and go. In theory. Yeah, in theory. That's true. I, I mean, mean, and we we can put down roots. We can buy homes. We can do those things. But we're not taking... And again, when I say single, I guess I am also kind of just assuming without children. hmm and so, but it's like we don't have kids we have to pull out of school. We don't have things that we have to do. Like it is different. Well, and just thinking back to what you said, I don't know, as I get older, I've actually found it kind of a little easier to not reinvent myself, but to become more confident in who I know that I am, where where it's like, you know, this has always been kind of on the back burner or this isn't a side of myself that I've always wanted to like showcase maybe. But the older I get, you know, people always told me your 40s are great because you really do stop caring what other people think. And you just start getting very comfortable in who you are. And I'm like, oh, sure, whatever. And I'm telling you this last year, I'm just like, oh, I actually really like that part of me or I don't love that part of me. So I'm going to maybe showcase this a little bit more. But I'm feeling so much more comfortable in who I am mm. that it's like, you know, I I don't feel like. I feel like I've had a lot of pressure on me to be a certain way or act a certain way or do these things where it's like, you know what? I know that I'm not good at that stuff and I'm never going to be good at this certain thing. And I'm kind of done trying to do that to appease other people. Just
2: got at peace with certain yeah, things. I'm
0: super at peace with a lot of things that I never would have even five years ago. And now mm. I'm just like, you know what? This is something about me that makes me very different, but I actually very much like it. Another well, what's, thing what's
1: next on your list? Some of the list. things that
0: you said. I know. The next thing that was on the list was it said you'll have more time to develop hobbies, which is true. Like so my sister and her husband they've been married for 29 years now. And I've been talking to them about dating for forever. You know, I always get their stuff and their youngest is 15 now. So it's very different than when their kids were little. But I remember telling them like when especially when I moved to Utah, I cannot tell you online how many guys rejected me as soon as they found out I did not ski or snowboard. Like right. gone. Really? Yeah. So many. Cause they're like, well, that's a huge part of my life. And I need that to be a part of your life. And I'm like, cool, you do you. But it used to make my sister and her husband so angry because they're like, when you have kids, especially little kids, you don't have hobbies. You are in yeah. survival mode. Like they're like, you like, I could care less that you like to go skiing. The kid is throwing up, or you have to like, this <laughs> is our family unit. You have to focus on these things. And so developing new hobbies is not something that's really happening.
2: Yeah. There's a very big difference between mm-hmm. just being married and married with kids. Yes. Massive difference. Massive. Because like, it's funny when Heidi and I go on vacations now, we're like, we really like our life.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: and it's not that we hate it otherwise, but it's like, wow, we have so much freedom and yeah. to go do whatever we want. And so there's that sense of, oh my gosh, this is, we're so happy to be married. This yeah. is amazing. And then when you get home and you have kids and bills and jobs and all that other stuff, you go, why do I, where did all that fun stuff go? <laughs> why do I stop doing that? Well, because that's not reality and and you have yeah. to kind of take it as you go. But there is a very different life between, and, and I would even say that as we've, as kids have grown up and have moved out, the more they move out and the more they become independent, the more you start to see that. Creep that ab- ability to creep back in to kind of be in charge of your own life to go do things as you want and and all that. So I I would almost be willing to say that some of the benefits of being single might also be the same benefits you can enjoy in marriage until you have kids. Mm-hmm. And then once you have yeah. kids, especially younger kids, it's a totally different, totally different vibe. And and as you get older, kids though, like we can take off. I mean, we went to. When, when I was doing that gig in Orlando mm-hmm. like a week and a half ago or whatever, I said, Heidi, why don't you come out? Let's go do a day at Epcot. And we have old enough kids now. It was just like, okay. Yeah. And actually we have the resources to be able to do that. <laughs> Whereas before it was like, well, we're too poor or you know mm-hmm. whatever it was that we couldn't do some of those things. So I think that um, the kids really change that dynamic. Oh, absolutely. Like more so than just being married. That makes sense.
0: And I think little kids it's so different yes. it's so different like what was i i was what it was a tiktok who are we kidding but somebody was talking about that i guess michelle obama in her book she says basically that like she didn't like barack obama for like 8 years of their marriage and it was while the kids were really little because it was just really hard oh, it's yeah. just so hard and you know i talked to people who've been married for a long time And I remember we had an old bishop or something, and they'd been married for, like, 35 years at that point. And he's like, let me just tell you, when the kids are out of the house and you realize that, like, you guys still really like each other, and he's like, and all of a sudden sex is awesome (laughs) and all these things that it's like you just had to get to that point where it was like you had to get past the survival mode of the little kid phase. But once you get past that, and then especially when the kids leave, they were just, like, I can't tell you how many people I've had that are older that have been married like 30 plus years and they're like, oh, the sex just gets better. It's so <laughs> great. It's so great now. And so like, it just gives me hope. And I hope it gives a lot of people hope that it's like, you know, you talk to some people are like, we're never having sex again. It's like, you will, you will, <laughs> it'll be okay. I mean, not for us singles, but uh. whatever. The other thing that I kind of wanted to talk about, and not everybody has family. I understand that. But one of the things I have loved about being single is getting to be an aunt and mm. getting to have close relationships with my nieces and nephews. That's where, cool. Yeah. Like when you're married and you have your own kids, of course, you're an aunt, you're an uncle, but it is a very different close relationship. Absolutely. Yeah. Because you have your own kids where my sister's kids literally feel like my own children. Absolutely. And I just adore all of them. And I'm like, I love the benefit. Of being with them, and I can give them back anytime I want. That's what I always used to joke about when they were little. I'm like, oh, they pooped. Oh, they're screaming. Give them back to mom or dad. But now that they're like adults and real people, like, I love it. Like, two of my nieces came on this last trip to Chicago with me, and I was like, you guys are rad. This is so much fun. But having that relationship with them that I never would have had if I'd had my own family. So, Again, not saying I don't want my own family, but just knowing that I'm a part of their lives and and I just adore them, like getting to be that. I mean, you get to be Uncle Steve.
1: Yeah, yeah. Being an uncle is is ridiculously mm-hmm. fun. It and, is. And it's cool to be able to try all the, because yeah, now my, I have some siblings who their kids are in college, mm-hmm. whereas some are in diapers, you know? Yeah. And to play that role throughout that whole time is really fun. It's
2: almost like being a grandparent but young.
0: Yes, ooh, yeah. that's to, a good way to. You put get to
2: that. have all the fun, but none of, none of the yes. chores.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Get them wound up. <laughs> <laughs> and I think your siblings appreciate that too. Mm-hmm. They really want you to kind of play with their kids. And yeah. Just be goofy with them and have yeah. fun, and give uh, them a break. They like that. Yeah, and they
0: like seeing that they have that we have a relationship with them that they can come to us that we love them. It was funny though in Chicago, like. Lately, I'm not baby hungry, but like every baby I see, I'm like, look how cute. Oh, my gosh. And somebody was like, do you just need to have a baby? And I'm like, no, I need my nieces and nephews to have babies is what I need. <laughs> uh-huh. I And I'm like looking at my one niece that I know will have babies sooner than the others. And I'm like, maybe they should get married and have babies. So that because I'm I just am ready to be a great aunt done. I am so ready for that. Yeah, like, but it's been awesome. Like what a benefit we are. And we're important to kids. The single aunt or uncle is awesome. Like, I am happy. Like, someday I plan to be rich and I will be the weird, rich, eccentric aunt. (laughs) Fine by me. Totally great.
2: (laughs) With many cats and dogs that are dying. You
0: know it. Yep. Seniors, seniors, not just like dead animals everywhere. (laughs) Senior animals.
1: animals.
0: (laughs) I do love senior animals, I love them so much. Yes. Okay. Are there any other thoughts on the amazing benefits? There was one other thing that they kind of brought budgeting. up in here. Oh, man.
2: Life budgeting.
0: But I, I didn't realize how much I'm, I, I love that I can just spend money on what I want. It's great.
2: I'm not saying that in marriage, you're, you're, every marriage is different. Yeah. I know some wives who have given their husbands budgets sure. of fun money. Sure. And that feels a little like a what a toddler! Yeah, like, like your, your allowance. Yeah, you're totally giving them an allowance, and some guys love it. Some guys actually love it because they know exactly what they can buy without pissing off their wives.
0: See, the guys I know that have done that are actually very happy with that arrangement because they flat out said they're like, "I'm bad with money, and so if you give me unlimited access to the money, I'll spend all of it." So when they give me like, "Oh, five hundred dollars, you do whatever you want with it," they're like, "This is great." <laughs> so it's less than a control thing, as more of just a Well, it's a control thing, but
2: it's, it's, I think to get back to the point that Mm -hmm. a single person's fully 100% in charge of their own expenses. Yep. And there's uh, no surprises, no other considerations. And you know every obligation that you put yourself in. Mm -hmm. Not a, I got this pet (laughs) and now Uh. you have to pay for it kind of situation. You know, those kinds of things.
0: Yeah. So the one other thing that was on here, they kind of. Obviously, it wasn't from a religious standpoint, but I had to stop and think about it, was we have more time for service. And I'm like, that's interesting because we do. We have so much more time for service, but I don't – I think we utilize it less than anyone else.
2: And and let's be clear. Yeah. I think it's like an external, charitable, typical kind of sure. service. Parenting is service. Parenting is 100% it's, service. But it is a very exclusive set of people yes. that you serve. And I think that this is a broader – space to serve in in Mm -hmm. whatever area you you have interest
0: because really i mean so my singles ward my mid singles ward that we're in i'm over the activities committee and one of the things that i was talking with my bishop the other day and so he's like i want us to be doing uh firesides but i want us to utilize the stake not just like the big speakers that come out he's like i want us to utilize people in the stake And I said, you know, one of the things I've really thought that we should be doing is being more involved in the stake with the family wards because we're really good examples for the younger kids, for teenagers, for really young kids to like show them, like, it's okay that marriage may not happen for a while or, you know, because it used to be 50 years ago, 30 years ago, even like, oh, you got married as soon as you were done with college or even while you were still in college. And for some of us, it doesn't happen. And for a lot of us, it hasn't happened yet. But I'm like, we're a great example to these kids of like, I own a wedding dress designing company. Steve's a professional stand-up comedian. We have doctors. We have lawyers. We have people that live these amazing lives that we should be a part of these family wards and show them. And you still go
2: to church. Yeah, and we still go. That's a big thing. Like, there's a sense that a lot of people when they turn 18, they're like, I'm just done with church. Mm -hmm. And it's like, no, 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 no. Keep going. Yeah, There are things to be done. Yeah, And and need to be done. You are absolutely needed. And, and I totally agree. Bridging, yeah. Bridging that gap so that there's a vision for the youth mm-hmm. that there is life after 18 absolutely. within the church, even if you're not married.
0: Even if you're not married. Because it's like, even if you're divorced, but like, there are wonderful lives out there to have. Like, the people I know are just incredible. Like, oh my gosh, I just... But thinking about service... Cause I'm like, that's one thing that I have always had a hard time with in being in a mid-singles ward or a young single adult ward is we are not involved with the stakes as much as I think we should. Yeah. Because I'm like, we have no elderly that need help. We do not have people with little kids that need help. We don't have any we don't have any of that stuff. It's just us. And I remember I was in the relief study presidency 10 years ago about when I first came here. And I remember thinking, because it was a huge ward. And I was like, oh, man, this is going to be the busiest calling. It was the most boring calling because nobody was asking for help. Nobody really needed help. And so it was just like, wait, we're not doing any service here. And so I was thinking about it. And I'm like, as singles, there is so much more service that we could be doing, even just for our neighbors. We have more time than anyone else, but I feel like we're underutilizing it. So just thinking about it, I'm not saying for anybody else, but for myself, I'm like, I have got to make that more of a focus in my life. I need to be out there helping people. I have time. I can watch six Netflix shows instead of eight today.
2: Oh. And take you the You are time. Such, such a giver.
0: I know. <laughs> I am I'm about to get translated right now. It's happening. It's happening. I
1: barely can see you right now. <laughs> <laughs> You're being twinkled.
0: Twinkled. I'm getting twinkled right now. Anyway, so... As hard as it can be to be single and as hard as it can be to be dating and all of that, there are so many benefits. And I hope we do take the time that until it is supposed to happen, that we work on just enjoying life and being good to the people around us and serving others and all of those fun things.
1: Being happy, certainly. Yeah. It's just like, why waste your time not being happy?
0: Absolutely.
1: It's Like, single or not single. Yeah. It's Like. You can choose to be happy.
0: Absolutely.
1: And be doing the service or mm-hmm. doing the different things that make you happy. Just do those things. And I don't know. You know, I say that, and I still have plenty of days where I'm like, I feel like a bump on a log. <laughs> we but, all do. Yeah. But see, that's that's why I
2: choose to go to a Pete Lee, you know, show. Go to it. Yeah. Instead of sitting around the house and, I don't know, playing a video game or something. Sure. You know? Go out and find those
1: things that can bring, that give you life rather than suck your life away. And we, I feel like we don't talk about it that much anymore. We talk a lot more about like, yeah, depression's very common. And I'm not to say that depression is one of those things where it's like, hey, get up and pull up yourself by your bootstraps or whatever. But it is like, but every once in a while, I wouldn't mind if we said that a little bit more than we tend to do right now in our society. Well, we can impact it.
2: Right? It's not yeah. a one. Depression is not a 100% thing that happens to you. Right. There is obviously something that is in our life amiss that fertilizes the seeds of depression. Mm-hmm. And that's why, I like, if you can go out to a comedy show or you can go and do service or things that help you to get outside of yourself a little bit, then you actually find that life doesn't have to be depressing. No. Life doesn't have to be those ways. And it helps combat all those different things. Yeah. You know, but. Yeah, I totally agree. Like, single, married, whatever, go do something that helps you find fulfillment and joy in life. Absolutely. And doesn't mean throw away all your responsibilities no. and never pay attention to them. But if you have the choice to go see a Pete Lee show, go see a Pete Lee show. Yeah, yeah. Why not? You know, laugh for a few hours. Enjoy yourself. And that sounds like a great evening. Yeah. Yeah. Don't wear pants. Yeah. <laughs> <right>? <laughs> Pain- pants are yeah. so restrictive.
1: <laughs> Get out there. (laughs) Wear your Statue of David underwear for all to see. Wear that around. See if you get arrested. Do you (laughs) want to
0: come to a pants party? (laughs) Anyway. Yeah. (laughs) All right. We're going to go ahead and end it there. Please take happiness in every part of your life because you can kind of look at it as a good thing or a really horrible thing. And of course, there's going to be a mix, but there's so many more good things than bad. So thanks for listening, you guys. If you have any ideas or things that you want to talk to us about it us, you can, uh, sorry, I'm not drunk. I promise. Uh, you can email us at Barbie Does at gmail.com and we will talk to you later.